Welcome back to the Brass and Unity podcast. And this episode this week is brought to you by Combat Flip Flops. Bad for running and even worse for fighting. Combat Flip Flops are your ticket to the unarmed forces by providing you with the military-inspired quality footwear for men and women. Be sure to enter the code UNITY at checkout to help support the podcast. And in support of women in developing countries, head over to combatflipflops.com and become part of their unarmed forces today. Also brought to you by Heads Up Guys. Heads Up Guys is a resource providing men with information and practical tips on how to manage and prevent their depression. This is a dedicated online tool devoted to helping men get the help that they need, finding someone to talk to, and navigate difficult times. For more information, please head over to headsupguys.org. Also brought to you by Jackson Rowe. Vancouver Design Jackson Row clothing caters to a relaxed bohemian lifestyle. Large doses of love go into every single piece, featuring comfortable favorites like sweaters, dresses, play suits, and even stuff for men and children. Made up of neutral tones and flowy West Coast vibes, Jackson Row uses only the highest quality materials to ensure that you stay comfortable and looking great. Be sure to check out yours today at jacksonrow.ca and use the code UNITY at checkout. And by Beneath, Starting with the first thing that you put on in the morning, Beneath inspires you to be your most authentic self. Get ready to experience increased comfort that radically outperforms anything that you've tried before while leaving minimal impact on Mother Earth. Use the code UNITY to get 15% off at checkout at Beneath.com. That's B-N-3-T-H.com. Hey guys, I got the opportunity to sit down and chat with Tyler Michael, the owner of Lords of Gastown and More Trees Co. He is out of Vancouver, Canada. This guy is so cool. He is not only doing incredible things for people with Crohn's disease and awareness, but he is also currently in Panama doing stem cells. And he has got an insight into everything from tattoos, motorcycles, just life in general, and has a great story, a great message. And I hope that you guys really enjoy this week's episode. He's like me. He's a leaner. <laughs> he leans into shit, man. Yeah, well, I, I'm usually trying to hold myself up these days. Man, you're really not doing well. No, what's I haven't been. What's What's going on with your Crohn's? Sure, I guess. It's, I mean, it's being Crohn's. It's like I'm an active disease, I guess they would say in my community. Oh, it's my like God. a flare-up. But it's been like coming up to a year. That's a long time. That's a long flare-up, because don't they normally last like a couple months or a couple weeks, and then they go away, ebb and flow? Yeah, I mean, the thing with Crohn's, it's not consistent. Like, every, not, not even from case to case. You can't, it's really hard to compare even, like, what somebody else's symptoms of their... Oh, okay. Because it's autoimmune-based and it's inflammation-based around the Ig track, and Crohn's is is from your mouth to your asshole basically where you can manifest symptoms so depending on the person and the triggers and the environment it's it's really hard but uh that's frustrating man um yeah no i mean my experience with it right now is just i'm just western medicine is like here's a new drug try this drug let's try this drug it's not doing it well it, it has but i mean i had i've come to a realization in this year with having to deal with it this long and having to lean on my parents a lot uh, um, they pointed out like I and I wanted to talk to you about it because I, yeah. I know with PTSD or whatever when you go through something how it manifests and um, like I, I realized that I blocked out a lot of my story like a big 
pieces missing of dealing with Crohn's like because I would my story they kept on catching me basically how it came out was that I would talk about being sick for 10 years or 12 years and they're like no no it's 20 years and it's like oh what well yeah and like I that makes sense though when you say it that way my experience like my inner dialogue isn't I have been sick with Crohn's for 20 years like that's I I I think to to better that story for myself to like Uh like kind of cheat the the yeah the impact of it I've lessened it but, and my parents kind of this year like kept on bringing it back to the truth and that's where I kind of just came to a breaking point of like being open I, I realized that I've been hiding Crohn's for a big part of it too is I've been hiding it for 20 years why did you feel like you needed to hide Crohn's though why do you feel like that was because something because it's the opposite of acceptable and it's like shit talk all the time like, really Oh, enlighten me, please, because no, I no seriously, I don't know that a lot of our <laughs> listeners know. So, um, yeah, this is Tyler, guys. Tyler, um, you know, if you've clicked on the podcast, you already know who I'm chatting with. But Tyler's um, this really cool uh, dude that I got the opportunity to work with and meet, and um, also had the privilege of having our products on him for a photo shoot, and his entire community with Lords, um, Lords of Gastown, and. He's just a really cool dude. And um, we're just chatting. If you're just tuning in, we're just chatting about him and his Crohn's disease and how legitimately difficult that is. And you were just kind of telling me that there's a lot of shit talking. And I've never heard that before. Oh, when I... Well, not like people hating on it. Oh, I'm like, what are you talking about? No, I'm talking about like the... It's the digestive tract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, literally. it's all literally shit. Literally shit talking. Yeah, like that's That's... the, 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 the... So... The shortest version I can kind of come up with in 20 years of how to explain what that condition is like is it would be like third degree burns on the inside of your digestive oh, tract. Jesus Christ. And um, so that, that, that amount of inflammation. That's insane. Because that alone on the outside of the body, the amount of healing it takes and well, time. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's another problem or, or let's say a challenge that people with Crohn's deal with is that it's like, well, you look good. You look like I wouldn't think that you're sick at all. It's like I wish I could show you my insides right yeah. now. I, like, but if I had third degree burns, people would on my arm. Mm-hmm. People would be horrified. They'd be like, "Oh my god, that's so." And then to speak to the healing part of it is like, what would you do if you had third degree burns on the out? Like, if I had them here, yeah, you would stabilize it. You would bandage it and try and immobilize it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you do that to the digestive tract? Well, you can't without like literally stopping your your digestion, which you can't live without. So, no, I've tried. Yeah, you can only go. Yeah, you've so lost long. so much weight, dude. You're I, tiny, man. I do that. When I do. Get sick. <laughs> I know you do. I've <laughs> never. Last time I saw you, you probably had a good twenty five pounds more on you. I would say at least a minimum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, being like I said, I've, this has been a long flare up. It's been a year of. And I'm I'm like up weight right now compared to what I really? was. Really? Yeah. When when you get a flare up, when when you say flare up, what does that look like? Like, are you all of a sudden like all one of day? All of a sudden, your insides turn into third degree burns. Like, it's no, but a, it's I mean, the like, opposite of a superpower. Of, <laughs> it's <laughs> sorry. That's not funny. It kind well, of is. Well, it has to be for me. I mean, either no, it I'm is. Okay, here, so you're I'll sit here cool and cry or oh, I'll, I'll sit can, here laughing. I'll laugh with you all day about it because I just don't want to be offensive because it, it is funny when you say it that way, but when you describe it that way. No, what I mean by a flare-up is like when you get it, like is it, do you wake up one morning and all of a sudden you start to get pain or like can you feel it coming on? It can be either. 
Oh, really? So it really oh, has yeah, no... Yeah, there's nothing. So there's no rhyme or reason. Okay. And like, um, even like now, the symptoms I'm dealing with are different symptoms than I dealt with when I first had Crohn's. Oh, so it evolves. Oh, definitely, yeah. And the 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 extra shitty part <laughs> of it is that, unfortunately, like your body going being malnutritioned and stressed for that amount of time from the disease leaves it open to manifesting more diseases yeah. around so it's 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 you know no but the, i think a lot, they also call crohn's a silent killer for a lot of reasons one because people don't talk about it because it's like taboo it's bathroom talk like yeah it's, it's not weird like, for people yeah um and two people usually don't die from Crohn's, they die from cancer because it turns into like colon cancer or other complications. Yeah. Like they, they, there's, it's, I don't think that they equate it to Crohn's death more so that it just that disease manifests into a... Like all the COVID deaths? Oh, I would definitely have died for COVID if I had cancer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If you had cancer, it would have been COVID. Of course. If you had literally a car accident, it would have been COVID related. It would have been your fault because of COVID. Yeah, that's what, that's the famous quote right now. Is I Elon know. Musk said that if you got bit by a shark or died from a shark attack, COVID. COVID. Did he? When did he say that? I missed I, that one. I don't know. I've seen it. Out of the, I love him. Can you not see? Oh yeah, no. I, I fucking love that guy. Yeah, he's rad. He's so cool. God, that's one of the guys he, I want to eventually work my way up to having conversation with because I feel like I would want his take on so many different things, including healthcare systems and and how because it seems like he's able to fix so many problems that the president literally he could be so cool at a present yeah, level yeah. like him yeah him and like one other maybe like um there's a couple guys in texas that run that are like ex-military ex like navy seals and stuff those guys always seem to have their you know their shit buttoned up and tight you like know like, Williams. oh he would be a great one yeah he would be really good mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i feel like him <laughs> elon musk and jocko williams I'd, yeah. put, I'd, I'd vote for that. Yeah, I mean, it'd be refreshing. I know. It'd be, for sure. It'd be useful. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of Elon uh, because of being a huge fan of Tesla. Uh -huh. And, uh, um, yeah, I think he's a rad dude, and I think that maybe we can live in the space because of him. <laughs> space! Space Force! I know. Well, shit, we're not doing a good job here. We know we're going to have to move at some point. I know. Well, we're doing it in a way. And you know what the ironic thing I find, uh, maybe funny, maybe not funny, but is that like we actively know that we're, we're damaging the world, but then we're also like, no, 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 just keep going because like, like we already have a plan B. It's like we're already counting on that plan B and that plan B still has to be terraformed and still has to be habitable for human beings. And like, it's like, if you just like care here, we could just stay here. I'm not saying that we, we don't need to keep exploring, but we could just stay here. Like, I no, don't know why no. that's so difficult. Um, well, there needs to be a great reset. I know it needs to happen. <laughs> Shit. We were, what were we talking I'm about? I'm totally joking. About no, it. I know. But no, we were talking. No, but seriously, they were talking about that. Um, I was listening to a podcast last night. Brady and I were listening to one with, um, Ro I guess Rogan had a gentleman on. He's some space guy, some crazy, worked, you know, in the Pentagon. I'm sorry, he's from France, worked in like the version of the France, you know, government. And it was talking about aliens and how they already have humans apparently like some guy came out today or yesterday saying that there were aliens yeah. you in, know what I'm in hiding and waiting for humans to be ready basically. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean i would believe that 
But that's but I'm wondering what Brady. This is the conversation we were having though. After was if they already have people from Earth, like because they were saying like that there's people inside like a bunker in Mars, like whatever. It's like if they already have people from Earth, it's like are those people from like a pre-reset time, or are they like people from now? I don't know. I just find the whole thing like super intriguing, really fascinating. Well, yeah, me too. I mean the you know like the story of the Inca the Incan uh, community that disappeared off the face of the earth. Oh yeah, just like gone, vanished. Yeah, like maybe they were like, they passed the test first. They, they probably just, did, I don't see like, us get passing. get on the ship. Okay, you guys, <laughs> you guys you got it. this. You did it. <laughs> you and did it, you win. Like, you now, win. Well, it kind of like, so I saw something, a quote. <laughs> the only thing that makes sense right now is that Earth is a shitty reality TV show for like aliens. It is. And they're just like, fucking, can you believe this shit? Like, they're doing season, that. Watch season finale when we come out. Oh, God, no. Don't. That's what they're, they're saying, right? Oh, yeah. Season they're finale like, is aliens for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if in our lifetime they actually just like rolled up and were like, watch this back? This is your dumbass. This is what you guys have been doing. We've been watching this, we've just been letting this happen. Yeah, I feel like that's that would make more sense than anything else <laughs> going on in the world. Well, that yeah, I don't know. We're we're doing a shitty job, but oh. I feel like there's a it, I almost. I can't say that actually. I feel like it's so fifty fifty right now with like yes. people's opinion on the world. Like everything's so divided. It, yeah, it doesn't matter what the topic is. There's a right and a far left, and it doesn't matter. It could be about humanity it could be about religion it, could be, it does not matter right now it could be about the parking spot of the grocery store there's a left and a right everybody's divided yeah, yeah. except everybody loves the internet <sighs> no everybody, everybody does love the internet <laughs> well everybody's living there for the future i <laughs> hate things it. are the way it's going i no, hate me it too but I, I i can't as well because we we I need know, it i make my living on the internet and like, i know so yeah it's a double-edged sword it's for painful sure. it's painful back to your Crohn's being painful. Mm. So when, what age were you when that really hit and you guys, you like went to the hospital and you figured out like this is what you have? Well, that's again back to how, like the truth is mm -hmm. tw 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I was uh, living in Europe at the time was really when it really came on. I'd been living in Europe uh, for, maybe a year okay and just started <laughs> shitting blood and getting stabbed in the stomach by an invisible force <laughs> um, your alter ego was <sighs> well I didn't know at the time I was like like did I do too much partying <laughs> I, like, yeah. did I, like yeah fuck up my system and yeah I was really kind of traumatizing like I, I was not I was living in London and um, like going to the hospital there and dealing with the healthcare system there and I just was getting kind of shuffled along with like yo bro you got food poisoning here's a bunch of pain meds like keep it moving really? and I was like oh I've done my own research and you can't have food poisoning for three, two, three weeks yeah. and like I haven't eaten in two yeah, weeks yeah so what am I like, poisoned so, from? yeah so um, and at that time it would like come on really strong and then it would go away and then I'd be like, oh, maybe that's the last time. Oh, okay. And so like, it would just flare again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From even from the start, that's the behavior of it then. Yeah. Like it would be like onsets of like excruciating, um, digestive issues. But like I said, it's like, uh, it's a, if you think of burnt tissue. Yeah. 
um, like you said, you would stabilize it and it would start scabbing and healing. Heal. And yeah, but you're you, you, it's you, constantly moving, being used. Yeah, so that's a real. So I, I at points for me to deal with living a semi-normal life around it is like the choices around eating. Like how much do I need to eat? Dietary stuff. Well, just if I don't eat, if I want to, if I shut down my system by yep. not eating, then it it's I. But that's not a good long. That's not a long term plan. No, you have to. I'm like, no. wait, hold on. <laughs> but there has to be something more to that. The, the is well, it goes to fasting. Like you can yeah. get good at fasting, but. I'm fasting for different, different reasons. Because reasons. I see we do the, the intermittent fasting. Like we go like 16 or 18 hours, you know. Yeah. I do that. I'll eat my first meal is like lunch. I used to be the person who like needed to eat the second they woke up. And or I would pass out. Like I would have like blood sugar lows. And then I worked my way up to it and I feel, I feel significantly better. So I, I understand that concept of giving your, that very minimal concept of giving your body a break. You do feel better when you give it a break. It gives your body time to heal any of the issues. So I can imagine having that for you really, there is no time to heal. There is no time to take a break. And then, and there's for no rhyme or reason, then the flare up stops. Is that how, is there? Oh, no, usually it's through hardcore meds in the past. Okay, so it has to be forced to stop. Yeah, I mean, or I would have to stop and go and do a full yoga retreat and rebuild myself to that level, like if I was to oh, do wow. it holistically. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, it's it's been through hardcore meds, immune immune suppressant, like so hard on IVs body. and oh yeah, well this is the thing is that's why it's my it's from the Western society that's my long term solution is meds for the rest of my life and yeah. then, but my experience is like those side effects that are like this deep on the side of the box, yeah. like they are there for a reason. They come up. It happens. It's, you're not yeah. the only person. So you're just kind of trading One symptoms for symptoms. And that's a, something that I learned through experience and an explanation around Western medicine kind of like is the finger in the dam type. Yeah. Like they just yeah. treating symptoms all and like the drugs lead to different symptoms. And that's why it's a business. And that's why I don't trust it. Yeah. Because... You're, Curing you're is bad me. business. Mm-hmm. It is. It's. It, well, once I start, once I looked at my experience in pharmaceutical and the Western medicine side of things, it's and even even holistic and natural. It's all a business. Of like, course. So how ethical there is and stuff. I mean, I can go pretty deep around this. And I'm I'm dealing with it. It's like so. I'm in a class action loss. I don't know if it's still going or not. Oh, wow. Like, with, against Pfizer. If oh, no way. For Canada. Yeah, because there's links to uh, taking Accutane as a teen- yes. teenager for acne, acne causing Crohn's or colitis. Did you, you, did you have oh, that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Two cycles of it, I believe, or, or more. And, and... It's it prescribed, was, right? So you yeah, can track der- that. My dermatologist, like, forced, like, was like, was no, like, you, you need, need to take, to take this, this. If you're dealing with, you want the acne that you have going on to go away. Yeah. And, like, as a teenager, you would do, you would do anything to get it to go away because you're so. Yes. Self-conscious of it. Yeah. You can't grow a beard like you have now. There's yeah. no, like, hiding any of that. Well, no, it was like, I had, like. Everywhere. Oh, uh, not everywhere, but, like, on my chest and my okay. back. Like, it's, it's, it's. 
but uh, your, your teenager Teen- would flooding your system with, with testosterone, and, testosterone hormones. and hormones like that yeah. shit's gonna go away the answer should have been like drink more water change your diet do this and this yeah like also like are you dealing with any stresses Mm -hmm. like this is where I lost faith in Western medicine they don't ask you about emotion because they can't measure it so it's not part of their science which is fucking bonkers which is is. why I I really gravitated towards like Eastern and Chinese medicine when I started experimenting with it because their philosophy made more sense to me like it's it's kind of lost my train of thought it's okay I'm, I'm, put your mic a little closer that, that weed um, is kind yeah. of strong is it really my <laughs> stuff is strong no, for I've been you smoking weed all morning like that's what's your i'm gonna ask you about that in a second yeah no i got your train of thought here you go um you're talking about chinese medicine and where you really lost in western medicine and because you you started going the route of of holistic chinese oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it, it comes down to energy that's okay, what it was yes. the science around energy and like western medicine not being able to measure emotion yeah emotion and you know Chinese Eastern philosophy being all about um, energy and emotion being like the word emotion is is energy in motion and that oh shit that just hit me there with a little bit of Coleman did that hit you yeah like I mean goes oh whoa. yeah yeah well that's that's w- what it was broken down to me as is that. Uh, and that's why when you go to a Chinese doctor, they'll ask you to like open your, look, they want to look at your tongue mm-hmm. and they can tell the whole system all manifests within the tongue too, tells you what's going on in the rest of the body. That's why reflexology with the feet, like yeah. they can hit different points in your feet that yeah. um, connect with different parts of your organs and stuff like that. Like, that's so insane. But it goes back to where, where that, where stress and that energy yeah. comes so into play into how we things manifest in Inside. our physical system. Yeah. And like, um, I really think that Western medicine misses the mark on emotion and yes. depression and like these things. And like, that's things that as a teenager looking back, I should have been asked, I should have been given this information before yeah. giving me a hardcore gnarly drug from Pfizer. <laughs> but this fucking doctor was making money off of I was that just going to say, somebody comes exactly. into it, her you, office you or his office. Sell the, I know. you got inventory that's worth this. And yeah. if you sell through it, you got So every motherfucker that has yeah. insecurity around yeah. acne, um, acne all here over you it. go, here's Pfizer. And the fucked up thing is Pfizer, if I lived in the States, I probably could have been involved in a multi-million dollar loss settlements because they For lost sure. so For much sure. money from these cases around yeah. Crohn's disease. In 2010, they had to take Accutane off the shelf. Because so this is a you really they think yours is legitimately linked here then, that's intense. Most definitely could be. That's like, insane. Um, but no, this is how slimy this is. So in 2010, they get so many lawsuits around this subject that they have to take that off the shelves, and then they re-release it. Like as a, something different? No, as a year later, and they, now they've just added Crohn's. Like now, if you look at the the it's warnings, it's now thing? in their their shit it's just like now now they're telling you and like that's not a fair trade-off and like Crohn's is a life of of hell for acne like that that blows my mind so this is this is what what i have such a big problem with what's happening with 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 the vaccines being pushed through and stuff like that and people are like 
oh, well, we're solving this problem no, here. No, we're not. It's like, well, no, but that's the thing. Is like, I feel like the virus itself is like the same thing as a lifespan of my acne. Yep. It will go away if we let nature do what it's supposed to do. Exactly. But instead, we're being rushed into like, here, take this, because those fucking guys have put all their money into it. Of course. So they, they got to move these vaxes. Yeah. And it's the same thing as like why he had to give me Accutane was like he's got a box full of Accutane that he and it's for people that have an insecurity like I had like I would do anything like so many people would do anything to get this virus to go away I'll take that shot no no chance in hell yeah, yeah but yeah I'm not getting the shot yeah. like that's the, here's the thing I being in the military before you get on that plane to go to like the desert they shoot you up with like a ton of different well, stuff well this is the argument that they have now is like well you you we already have it you can't go to public school without getting measles blah 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 and that's, that's not true though okay well this preschool there's kids in Jack's class that have never been vaccinated. Well, there's a lot of these things that aren't the law, but we're just shamed like into and gray we're area. Well, no, there's an, an no law wise. Of, yeah, well, law wise, it's it's just become it's not a law; it's a faux pas. It's like you're gonna get shamed if you don't have your kid because your kid yeah. could in, infect my kid, and then this and that, and it's like. It's a gnarly subject. It's it's a, it's it a, is gnarly. It keeps though. me up at night. <laughs> no, it does. I don't doubt it. We um we were talking about it yesterday because I like there's a few moms um in Jack's preschool, my son's preschool that have openly like kind of come out to me and were like, um yeah, my kid's not you know they're not vaccinated. Is that okay with you? And I said, listen, he is. I don't care what you do. That thing came out of you. That's not my responsibility. That's that's on you. You want to do it? You do it. You don't want to do it? You have your reasons. I'm not going to fight with you. I'm not going to argue with you. Whatever mm. is best for your family, you do. Here's the thing I don't like about vaccines, though, when it comes to, I'm not talking about, like, the younger, like, I've had all the vaccines, you know, I'm sure there's stuff that the military gave me that are causing issues, and I'll, I'll never know. Um, but what I do know is it worked for me, and so I was, we did it to my son. I was fortunate enough not to have any issues or ramifications or see anything after the injections that caused was, you know, mm -hmm. you know, an issue. So mm -hmm. I was one of the lucky ones, as people would mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to a vaccine like this, no fucking way. Well, no, yeah. no chance. You, you don't, you can't sit there. I've had a, a scientist on here. I've had a couple on here. Um, Dr. Fang Liu from uh, CAMH in Toronto Hospital. And she's a head researcher, and she's found a protein, um, and it's being turned into a drug right now that you give to trauma victims after the trauma that'll help to prevent the brain from developing PTSD. Okay, so they're in the trial right now with mice. That thing is going to be another five to eight years of, you know, and five to six million dollars of funding to even get it to human trials. We have rushed this thing from 18 months, and... You, that is supposed to be the fastest you can do a vaccine. How long has it been? Nine months? Ten months? That's the very no, first no, testing no. from Pfizer was neurological disorders, was it not? Was that not the first? I, if I'm not mistaken, I'll correct myself if I'm not. But the last time I, there was, they stopped the trial because some there was neurological disorders happening, so they stopped it, and then it's it's restarted again. I think so. Yeah. Well, some guy in Brazil just died from it. What is what yeah. the vaccine? They now they're saying they can't. Oh, it's COVID. <laughs> well, they're saying they can't. They can't. <laughs> they, can't they, they can't totally. Uh, they can't. Oh, they, they they didn't record if he was a placebo or if he was. No, yes. no, 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 yes, that no. That's embarrassing. Story. Yeah, it was like they didn't. 
record if he was placebo or actually got it. So they can't say for sure that he died from... That's that. not true. Somebody in the testing phase has to know of which course. group is so, the placebo well, and the I mean, active. I mean, Come on. How much faith can I have in anything that you say after if you don't record who's getting the drug? And new? Because that was the thing. I, I don't know if it's true, but I saw this other thing is that the vaccination was 95% successful. Yes. And then the placebo group was 90% successful. And it's like, what? So then, like, so then I want to be in the placebo group. Well, then put me in the placebo group. But I'll take 5%. I take 5% all the time. Like, walking that's the down the street like, takes 5%. Well, that's what I mean is like when you're talking, when you break it down to percentages, it's, it's kind of bizarre because especially like, I don't know, people were blown away with like, oh, can't believe Sturgis happened. Like, Why? Why does that shock anybody? Because we weren't supposed to gather. <clears throat> but it's like that my thing is like you're going to tell someone who gets on their motorcycle who's already percentage why more likely to hurt themselves than get this disease they're, they do it every time they get on their motorcycle so they're organ they're donors not. they know yeah they know that when you get on these two wheels there's a high probability somebody's going to clip you sideswipe you or you're going to die like that's an, an instinct we know when you're doing certain things when you have certain jobs you're more likely to die. It just is. Mm -hmm. So the COVID thing with this vaccination, with does that not like say everything if the placebo group was 90% effective? <clears throat> that goes back to you talking about um, energy and your mindset. And so... Well, this is why my, my, I was thinking about like, it, have you heard anything about like people should be taking zinc? Yes. Uh, vitamin D. Yes. Vitamin C. Yeah. Like, you, but did you hear it through mainstream media? No, that's the worst been, part. Has it been out to the, from your government saying like, hey, oh, you guys, no. like, let's build our immune system? No. Let's lock ourselves indoors. But that's the truth. Yeah. Oh, but no. anybody who suffers okay. so bad is the, they've proven is a vitamin D deficiency. Deficient. Yep. Yeah. So why isn't Especially that, the African why isn't American that being pumped? Why isn't that being pumped through? Because... That's it's not part of the narrative. Too easy, because that's <laughs> well, too easy. No, you can't make money off of vitamin D. I mean Johnson, jo Johnson and Johnson and it was Jameson, Jameson, the the alcohol. Um, yeah, the vitamin. Not <laughs> Jameson's people. They're making a lot more money. I bet you right now too. But no, the Jameson, like the the vitamin brand, they're probably pumping out. They've got to be making money, and the reason is because I know we started taking. Uh, I think it was in like March. We, not through the mainstream media, through Rogan of all places. We started mm -hmm. taking uh, 5,000 IUs of um, vitamin D. We take zinc. We take K2. Like we, We're on a regimen. And you feel better. But the one thing that people also kind of don't realize is it's targeting or whatever it is is going after people who are already unhealthy. Why are, yeah. we, why are we talking about just being healthy? Why don't you just go for a walk for at least well, 10 minutes a day? Yeah, they, well, they just made walking illegal in California. So is it oh, really yeah. about your health? No, it's about money. And control. And control. And once and they compliance. get it, they don't want to give it back. No. There's no that's way. That's not how that works. No, no. I think we should have all you figured that out by now. assume dominance and then be like, ah, you know what? Let's go back to playing fair. It's as easy. It's too easy this way. And everybody's yeah, too scary. compliant. It's scary. Well, people are... Um, we were watching, uh, I don't know if you watch SNL. We were watching SNL. Um, I only watched this episode because Eminem was on. I was like, I need to see it. I love him. I want to be him one day. Um, and so they, it was like Jason Bateman was hosting. And he walks out, okay? He wearing a mask. Buddy, you've all fucking been tested in this building. 
to be in that set. Who is? Jason Bate, like <clears throat> I was for SNL. Everybody in the audience, everybody in California, they're all wearing masks. But to get in that building and be a part of that audience and do that show, you had to have been tested that day. Mm. So you're just showing compliance by walking out and taking it off and then putting it in your pocket. Why didn't you just take it off five steps ahead? You wanted to show that you're being compliant and that you're being, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, whatever, you know, and you wanted to like broadcast. That's like, it's like virtue signaling or whatever isn't, it's called. I was going to say, isn't it, isn't, I just learned, I'm just, you know, virtue signaling is the new thing, right? Yeah, like, that's like the thing. Yeah. So I guess it's like, yeah, I'm showing that I'm a good person. It's like taking your profile picture with a uh, mask on. Yeah. Bro. If I wanted yeah. to like know just what your eyes look like, I would go to Pakistan. Most people have half their face covered there. Like that's just normal. Yeah. If we're here, I want to see the rest of your face. Yeah. I don't know. It's just me. Well, I, I don't like that there's conflicting science around yes. the mask even making sense at all. Yes. It, like it. It, there's a there's a good case on the side that it does nothing except for actually make you more susceptible and people like contaminating the fuck of it because you're not supposed to touch it like there's ways to use oh yeah that, that nobody's I put mine right back in my purse oh, it's yeah. disgusting no it's like wearing a diaper on your face <laughs> yeah. like pretty much way to go, say, way like, to go Josh and Coleman wearing diapers on your faces well I mean the, the ironic thing for me though coming from the motorcycle world mm -hmm. though is like we always wear bandanas and stuff and it's like yeah. now you want me to look like I'm a rob your store like that's that's how I have to come in now is, but like, the legit. fact that a bandana is acceptable like I don't know that's why insane. I don't wear it more because I have no problem with it really because when it was my yeah. choice yes. but that's really what it comes down to is that it's like it's now not it's choice. not a choice anymore and I would buy into it if I could buy into the science like I, I'm a realist around that you know like if, yes. if, if the science was and I and I'm not even against like making people feel comfortable and being compliant for that now because I don't you know like, there's no need to upset people just upset well, yeah, exactly. people they're and already I, stressed I, I, for sure and and again like I said like I'll put a bandana on to go ride a motorcycle like anyway. all the time so it's not like I'm not like you're 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 suffocating me and, and <laughs> you're muzzling me and like it's not, muzzling I, but you but I just at the same time it should be my choice it should and be yeah also we should base it on science and not fear. Like that's, that's my pro happening. that's well that's the thing is like, like back to like okay we're not talking about how to build our immune system and be healthier in general towards any no. virus. And then we're do do pumping everybody with fear which they know is immune suppressant like fear yep. fear and stress kills your immune system oh and then my you God. take away your exercise and all the stuff that you do personally to like build up your and like, your mental health well, and that's like what I'm talking about your mental health yeah. is your agility and your yeah. towards getting sick so uh it just seems like who's making these decisions for for the betterment of like why aren't you getting rid of cigarettes then if it's like well, why, about yeah, saving if it's so lives bad. if it's about saving lives and like caring about death counts why aren't we which even the death counts apparently aren't making sense because there's no more death there's no no, it's like they even decreased, I heard, in some places. Like, yeah, so it's, where's this, it's this the cases are up, but the death is down because we know how to handle it now. And the uh, recovery rate is but like 26,000 people in British Columbia alone. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like we're, we're not seeing a spike in death in like, say, a year of death. No. Like, to 2020 no. doesn't have way more death than 20, 000, no. 2019. Like, why not, though? It has the most deadliest virus on the planet should be like spiked in numbers. That's yeah. what we're being told. Like, is, like the economy death, is death, 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 death. Yeah. But we're not talking about death from suicide, death from overdose, death from all these things nope. that, that's being caused by saving us. Doesn't make them money. 
doesn't make them money. Well, it doesn't make them money. They can't, people can't um, run on things like that. People don't care about that. That's, that's something I've learned over the past, um, like, almost five years of having this business in particular. People don't give a shit about those who are marginalized in terms of mental health. So like the suicide epidemic has gone up over 50% during this. And I say epidemic because during this pandemic, the suicides have climbed at an astronomical. Oh yeah, it's it, at the very beginning, it was sitting around 50%, but now it's like uh, domestic violence is up 400%. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kids who... I, and I don't even know how I forgot about this, but Tally was telling me even yesterday, she goes, it's not the kids that, you know, have a, have a house and are just like stuck inside. It's the people who don't have money to feed their kids and their kids were only fed if they went to the school. No, there's so much there's no, bad side effects of this curing or, or doing what's best for ourselves that's worth. It's, it's like, like that accutane. That sort of thing? Yeah, it's <laughs> there's a, the label well, there. Well, yeah, the cure is worse than what you're dealing with. So exactly. why are you implementing that? What I love, what what I find absolutely comical is when if you watch like global news or you watch like CTV or you just pop it on even to see anything, if you get any of the analysts who are talking from home about COVID, they've got all of Dr. Bonnie Henry's books in the back, in the background. Like you can see, like they're all, there's a bookshelf and then that one particular book is turned to see for advertisement. Mm-hmm. Like... It's well, they're, so they're painfully build, they're, obvious. They're building her into a brand. She's and, a full brand now. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, it's it's. She's got her own shoes and jewelry but, and shit. But it's like, why? Why? Because she has control of mainstream media. But that's what that's, that's what I'm saying to you. We're we're listening to somebody, and I happen to know people in the Vancouver government that are fairly high up who have said several times she's listening to the wrong people. She's not listening to the people she needs to be listening to, and this is from like a source that. We'll talk after. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's not listening to actually what's happening. There's a thought process that's being overlooked. And she's not, I've called her and said like, hey, like this person and said like, hey, is, is it being brought into the attention that the overdoses are astronomically large right now? Like we've got one of the highest overdose mm-hmm. rates of the year. Mm-hmm. What, is that not being brought in? What about, what about the fact that all of the small businesses are never going to come back in Vancouver because they can't? Like, what about the fact that the people who own the buildings aren't giving them any help and then you guys aren't giving, like, why are we not looking at the longer, bigger picture of the mental health of the society? Because it's breaking, it's crumbling and crushing and they're well, using it. I don't it. think that, I refuse to believe that they're ignorant to that. Like, I can't, like, <laughs> like I can't see how they're like, oh, I, we, we didn't realize that. Oh, shit. That's even Why worse didn't then. somebody tell us? Why didn't somebody? It's like, how the fuck are you making these decisions if you didn't have all this information? <laughs> of how could you not know? Like, how do I know? How do you know that yeah. suicide and yeah. overdose is yeah. up and that small businesses are going under all over the... How do we know that, but they don't? It's impossible. That's even worse, though, when I no, think I about know, it. That's like, what I'm saying. That's it's fucked planned. up. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, she's just a puppet, too. Like, yeah, she's, she's just reading from a script that's part of this global elite yeah. narrative to reset and make a better life for us. It's, there's, there is no <laughs> better life for us. I feel like I'm living in, living in a version of Soviet Russia. Well, where it kind of is weird. Around. It's like a weird democracy pretending to be something that it's not and it's really ridiculous and it's becoming more and more evident and more and more obvious and that's what's I'm I've said several times and I'm so thankful it hasn't happened yet but I am shocked somebody hasn't gone haywire and just started shooting people don't want to be locked down like this anymore and told that they can and cannot do like I am shocked there hasn't been something 
big enough to break that cycle. Like, people are losing their fucking minds and they are angry at a level I've never, ever seen society be like. Mm-hmm. I'm really shocked there hasn't been like a traumatic, huge thing happen, you know, and I'm glad there hasn't been. But I also feel like people are going to start pushing back really, really soon. They're not going to just let next year roll into the same bullshit that this year was. And for us, at least in BC, I mean, we're locked down again till she said yesterday, like January. January 8th. Like you're already rolling into next year. We just going to keep this train going? Two more weeks, bro. Just two just, more weeks. Yeah, just Groundhog's Day for <laughs> like the next five years. I don't know. Like, I don't even know. Like, But I, the thing is, if you turn it off, like what, what are you going to say? Like, uh, I don't watch TV. I live in, I don't know. It seems like you drive past Merritt and COVID doesn't exist. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it's only in the cities and it's yeah. only around the informed mainstream media crowd. But yeah. if you step outside of that, it's it's relatively normal. normal. It is. Yeah. Um, so that says a lot. <laughs> and I think people just don't care. I think people are getting to the point where they're not willing to lose everything anymore for regulation. I think they're like, I'll take my chances. I'm not losing everything I work towards just for the comfort of what she says. So mm-hmm. how has that been affecting Lords? Um, like the like all of this. Yeah, it, well, being shut down for how how we ha- had to shut down. I feel like two months, didn't we? Uh, yeah, and at some point, everybody had to shut down. Like, we we stayed. The only reason we were able to we're not we weren't we're not open to the public anyway. Yeah, but yeah. we um, started supplying masks for the government uh, to hospitals. Okay. So my manufacturing, um, we were able to facilitate. I think it was two hundred thousand masks mm-hmm. at the very beginning of COVID. Mm-hmm. So during that time, we were. A few of us were here kind of dealing with that, mm-hmm. but we were never, we fortunately didn't have to like, that was our way around having to shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, we were lucky enough that our factories make those anyway, so mm-hmm. we kind of slipped into that, mm-hmm. fortunate, but mm-hmm. yeah, so you've been shut down for how long? Uh, well, not anymore. Not anymore, you're running no, out. No, of okay, course, good. yeah, but no, we were shut down for, I want to say two months. Okay, well, that's and a long time. Then, um, we've had staff with partners get COVID and then they have to be they're they're yeah. gone for three weeks to, to a month. So that it's it's definitely affected. The hardest things have been staff. Um, has yes. been like like um, that like getting with the CERB and stuff. It's almost like they pay people to like not come to work so that it, it was. Did you have a lot of that happen for you? A lot of people just didn't want to. Well, at, at that point, there it was yeah. hard to get people to work. Yeah. Um, because they're like, well, I'm already getting two grand mm-hmm. or whatever from the government, so I only want to work a certain amount. And it's like, uh, we just need to be up and running. And like, yeah, we're we're pay- we're saying we're paying you every day that you show up to work. So yeah. I'm not saying you can't. So that was hard. Just show up. <laughs> well, yeah, it was just like, yeah, well, I can't make you show up for work if you feel uncomfortable, which is no. I don't want to. But no, you it's also not fair. can't make me go out of business because I don't have any staff that want to come to work. That I can, and yeah. there's all these other people that just lost their jobs that want to work. Yeah, we'll so give that, the jobs we'll, we'll to them. To people, I just want people that want to come and work, and I'm mm-hmm. happy to pay. Yeah. So. You know, that was a difficult thing. And then, yeah, supply breakdown has been, like, the shortages all over the place. Yeah. I mean, most of my collabs with uh, America right now were, diff- you know, like, we did a skateboard collab that yep. kind of we had to... Put on hold. F- well, it fell through because they couldn't get decks. 
that bad? Yeah, like apparently the the state that was like rampant in the skate community, like oh, there was wow. a shortage on decks and su- supply chain breakdown in the states. He just couldn't get them, and um, a couple other things like uh, our uh, our dye sublimation was mm-hmm. in. California, L.A., and oh, they got no. hit really hard because there was they had COVID plus riots, so they were shut down and yep. shut down, and then you know, like so, it's been a grind. And I mean, we're very fortunate that um, we've got a, a, a rad group of fans that support us, and we haven't seen a lot of down in sales. Well, that's good though. Yeah, well, we I mean, ecom we were already ecom, right? You, yeah, so, I mean, we were we, dialed we, first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, we do obviously brick and mortar as well, but we worked out that we had closed our brick and mortar basically right before. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Well, we moved up to Dayton. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, yeah. We're above Dayton Boots. Nice. And we were doing retail with them, but they've had their own hiccups with uh, with it. So I mean, brick and mortar, as you know, is is it's a nightmare. It's changing, right? It's a it's a new it's yeah. a new animal, and like, but it's hard. It is. It's it's uh, it's um. It has to be reinvented. Like so it much does. stuff right now, mm-hmm. which I'm cool with. And then, like I said, I, I, we're fortunate because we are we're ninety percent ecom before, mm-hmm. and now we've just kind of picked up and you know done stuff Run like we it. well we we offer free local shipping. Oh, now, so that that really, like, if you know what you want, it, it's mm-hmm. saving you money and time having to come down to the store. We'll just ship and it to you. Drive down in the city. And yeah, but again, back to your question, the difficult part has been production and supply chains. Um, yeah. And I mean, but that's always we. Lords has been blessed with with always having that problem of like having more demand than the mm-hmm. our ability to produce, which is 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 a blessing. But it's still a problem that we're always working to it's better. It's still a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're. I think a lot of times too, there's a an outside perspective of Lords being a lot bigger than what it is as far as a, a brand and and uh and you know the back of the house being a pretty small family mm-hmm. that's fulfilling on a, a big level for the size of operation mm-hmm. that we are but i think a lot of well one a lot of people i don't know how but didn't know that we produce so much in-house and they're like oh i thought you were just this is all like like pre-made and all that and no. whatever and it's like no no that's it's that's the screen printing over there that's the sewing yeah. room over there and like that's like it's still a, a relatively intimate like tiny place for it yeah yeah for but sure but that's why the quality you can feel the difference though in their stuff for versus you know just ordering something like you can tell how it's made yeah for sure but it's an interesting thing when people like blur over that and they're like well why is your flannel Three hundred and fifty dollars, and what I can, but I can just get this one over here for sixty bucks, and it's like, well, that's apples and oranges. Like, it literally isn't <laughs> the same thing. I know, but it's a flannel, <laughs> so it's like you're, you're, you know, like, or I can go down to Marksworth Warehouse and like I can get something similar for on it. It's like that's like, but like but, I can go get a white T-shirt, or I can go to get Gucci white T-shirt. That yeah. you could argue that those are the same product, but why Not is one three dollars and why is one three hundred dollars? It's like, but I, you know, that's a conversation that. I kind of don't even engage in anymore because it's not like if you, it. it's not my job. To, I felt like, I mean, I like to stick up for 
my craftsmanship and my workers and mm-hmm. the, the level of that but at some point it's just like why you, you know it's, <laughs> it's like not it. it's not worth it and also if, if you, you need to have that conversation there's going to be more conversations that I don't want to have with you probably so. yeah <laughs> yeah you're not the type of person I really want to sit and waste my time with at that point well, it's, anyway like you said it's like we produce in Vancouver um in-house yeah Vancouver's real estate was mm. I don't know where it is now but oh. was on par with New York yeah um you know our wages and cost of living high. is the high some of the highest in North America yep like that's what co- it costs me two hundred dollars to make that three hundred dollar garment yeah you think but in their mind they're like oh well that's made in China that's 30 bucks so he's making like it's like no yeah but that, that doesn't that doesn't it's not it's all relative it's like you you can buy something of quality or you can buy something that's going to fall apart it's like pick pick your battles what do you want to spend your money on it just depends on but um, it's also like people that the people want that hashtag support local yeah hashtag uh canadian made yeah but they want the price tag of i know walmart drives me nuts I, we we see this in in my business it's the same thing yeah, in yeah, jewelry of, it's a it's course. a nightmare with that yeah but then back to my point being what I learned is just you kind of don't focus on the, it's like I don't want to keep saying like well go get it from Walmart if you can get it for yeah, that price like why are you why are you saying that you could go to Walmart and get what you wanted and you're mad that I'm making something that isn't what you wanted for too much money yeah, yeah. so like the fact that you take the time of the, your day <laughs> to <laughs> tell me that on my page it's just like <laughs> ah, again it's like but when, it, when it's so personal when it's like this is my small family of craftsmen that yeah. are making this so I want to you stick up for them. Well, you yeah, feel fuck that defensive. You. Like, come on, I'll break. I'll break it down for you and make you yeah. look like an idiot. But like, is it really worth it? Yeah, no, it is. And then there's yeah. and then the other side of you where you, nah. Well, it's I not. well back to like I like Rogan's thing of like post and ghost and like don't get caught up in the chatter of uh, of of the negativity of yeah. people that are just got nothing better to do that they're just sitting waiting to hate. Yeah, and, they love it. Yeah, and uh, also that that's I don't. know know how much of you deal with it but my brand deals with a lot of hate like a lifestyle yeah. motor, like like anything in that realm is there's going to be a lot of haters and mm-hmm. i learned that early that that's that's a sign of success and you, yes. to try and think that you can do it without that um it's it, it's not what i'm selling you know like if yeah. you want to make everybody happy sell sell rainbow pillows you know, I don't right? know what you like want that, man that's the thing is like if you want to make everyone happy you sell a product that you know toilet paper exactly so, yeah. but uh, I shouldn't say that too because I'm a toilet paper connoisseur like that's not true like there's <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's so many types of but wait oh, let I me ju- rock that I back I, I judge you in your bathroom of you the should. level of toilet paper that you carry for your you should clientele. judge yeah. you should judge <laughs> I didn't I didn't buy the last one I think it's a decent roll I don't know Colmo we got decent toilet paper is it? yeah it's not no, bad I'm sure you do I'm just saying you like, have to you check sh- it out before you, sh- you leave me I will <laughs> you got that one ply like corner store oh my god like, no that shit makes me sad inside shit. Yeah, like, they had that in the military and I learned really quickly I never want to experience that again so I decided uh, whatever I build I want to make sure I like it's it's it goes to the the same idea of, of you building your product it's like the whole experience the overall um you know quality of something is the experience and it goes all the way down to the packaging and it's like when you buy toilet paper for example you look at the labels you look at the packaging and you can see it and 
the first thing you should do is look at your budget. Always. Our, oh, see, <laughs> before but before you like get oh, mad, yeah, about, like, why is there four dollar toilet paper when I can get this one for one dollar? Because it's not the same thing. It's not, but you got to know that going into it. It's just not, and you need to accept either this is your budget or this. But I'm one of those horrible people. There's two things I don't look at the price tags for. I'm a complete asshole, and I'll admit it. And I'm very lucky to be in this position. Food, I don't care what it costs. I'll spend. Food is not something we take, you know, if, if, you know, I'm in a position where I'm very fortunate and I know that. So I don't say that with like a dickhead attitude. I say it in like food is something that I care about the quality of. Don't care what it costs. If it costs more for that steak, I will get it because I know it's been, it's not full of antibiotics. I know it's not full of bullshit and I know it's healthy for me. Mm -hmm. You know, same with uh, the way our food, like we grow in the summer, I grow our our vegetables and then I go to the local market. I go to Mary's because I know there's no spray on it. There's no Mm -hmm. bullshit on it, Mm -hmm. but it's a little more expensive. Well, but it isn't though because the aftercare of, of an unhealthy body exactly. is you're you're paying double is what I you know like what mm-hmm. I my experience is is like because I you know I've had to do healthcare on a budget before and it's like yeah. if you invest in what you put in mm-hmm. you have to do less maintenance on what you get out yeah it's like it's it's relative so it, it it's you you and I feel the same way too like I don't ever feel bad about splashing out on health. On food. Yeah, like, well, like... Healthy well, food. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't... It, it's kind of <laughs> weird because I'm just thinking that through because I'm... I've had... I, I don't know if you saw my uh, fundraiser that we did. I did, do, yeah. Yeah, to, Ryan was telling us about it, yeah. Yeah, so... But we didn't know about it until it was, like, over. And I was like, bro, you couldn't ask for stuff? We would have given you whatever you guys needed for it. Yeah, I heard about that. That was pretty incredible. Yeah, um... A lot, and, and thank you. I mean, a lot of people, we got so much support and stuff, and it was just, it was really, it was a really difficult uh, experience for me. Yeah, um, To put myself out there in that. Like I said, I, I, I came to a conclusion this year that <clears throat> I had been hiding Crohn's for for 20 years, so it, it's, I, I came to the conclusion also that it wasn't serving me, and I was, it was affecting so many relationships mm-hmm. um, around... Uh, not being able to be totally connected in a situation because I always had an underlying secret of like... You were hiding something. Well, hiding something or, or just being distra- like being honest about how distracting it is to be in pain like like or, or on pain killing drugs. Yes. Or like this is, you know, like... Or, or like why you can't hang out with people yeah. without it being... Like an issue. An issue. Or like, again, it's back to like, well, you look fine. So I don't invite you over when I'm dying on my toilet. Like what? Like, like, like why do you would want to I come want hang you out? Here? Yeah. Like do you want to? Co- but at some point, I've always had this thing too. Like because it, it it gets it gets tiresome explaining the the whole thing of Crohn's. In some senses, it's like if I said I had cancer, people would like take it to a level of like, oh, okay, like I understand. Yeah. But like with Crohn's, it's always like it's like what? Well, you have it's to a explain. Silent killer. Yeah. It's well, I, or just like to be able to like transfer yeah. it to you for a day yeah. and be like here try this on for size you'll know exactly, exactly. what Crohn's disease in, in 24 hours no like don't want that yeah no I, nobody I, wants I, that I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I would wish it on some of my enemies <laughs> I was gonna say I wouldn't wish it but that's yeah, not true would. I'd be like let's yeah, be honest sure. let's be honest but um so back to spending like it was a big deal to cause it's it's in a very expensive to, 
to get stem cells. Mm-hmm. And, and it's also back to what you were saying around how are we able to get this vaccinated technology through in 10 months or a year. Yeah. But like we're looking at like stuff like stem cells that I'm having to go to Panama. Oh, you're and, going down, eh? Yeah. I'm, That's I, what I'm going to be looking at as well. Mm-hmm. I want, where are you going? The only place there is to go, really. What, I can't remember the name. It's the Stem Cell Institute in Panama City. Yes, it's that's the one it. that Joe Rogan yeah, yeah, promoted yeah, with Mel Gibson. And mm-hmm, it's that, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Uh, Shoot, when do you go? Uh, the 28th of this month. Are you excited? I'm excited, and but extremely ner- stressed because of the whole, like I was saying, the COVID thing. Like why I was like, yeah. should I cancel today? Because like, like everyone's on me. Like you should, uh, you know, really stay at home and make sure. Because if, if I don't show a negative COVID test 48 hours before my flight, mm-hmm. I can't go. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. So that's the, it's just like, I, it'll be. Everybody's good in here, so you don't have to worry. I'm not, I'm, I'm like, at some point it's something that goes through my head just because it'd be a, it'd be a huge letdown if I, of course. Could, if I had to miss this and like postpone it, but it'll happen regardless. But yeah. so that's been weighing on me and like, but I'm also, like I said, like it was kind of an amazing year to have of be in the it, it was the best year for me to have a year of flare-up because yeah. I missed way less because everybody was locked at home everybody had and yeah. and like also I was kind of like look like oh you you're trapped like welcome to my world like yeah welcome wh- to what I always do wh- when my body traps me in it's it's like I have to deal with that all the time but uh so it, it was interesting to have that this year because I, I I was I was out like I was in bed for from December till at least probably March oh right when the lock like, and that was the, the bummer was too because I was like right when I was kind of starting to feel better like yeah. coming back to life and it was like okay everyone's locked down oh my god so being That's locked frustrating yeah did you did you ever think that at any point that this that that was ever going to happen that you were going to go the stem cell route like was that more along the lines of something you were talking about when you started to really go into more of uh, Eastern medicine? I didn't find out about stem cells till a year and a half ago. Oh, really? Yeah, I met my, my, my you might know her, Camilla uh, is the photographer that does stuff for Lords. I, I know, I know who she is. I've never met her in person, but I know who she is. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Okay, so yeah. her she's friends with this guy named Corey that had, and we were shooting one day and she was like, yeah, my friend uh, Corey like cured his Crohn's disease. And I was like, no, he didn't. Yeah, like and what? I was like, bullshit. <laughs> well, it, it's just, it, that's another thing is like having a disease like that, people and like, oh, my friend has that and they did this, so you should try this. Like, so it's like, Everybody I've, has I've an been answer. hearing, yeah, for sure. And uh, it, And it's, all coming from a good place like they're trying to help yeah um but from my side it's like i it kind of like i built up a callus of like yeah. i've heard like oh try this and i've Get fucking tried it well no then... i just tried so much so yeah. but anyways so she was like no no he, he went and got stem cells in panama and he like he's he's cured he's like bodybuilding and like this Dude, and i'm what? like I'm like, all right, I need to like talk to this dude. And I hit him up and he was just like, yeah, bro, like this is the answer. Like you, you need wow. to go do this. And like he went from like dying, like not being able to absorb nutrients and, and you basically are starving and yeah. like you're shitting all Wasting of Wasting away. Yeah. So to winning fitness competitions 10 months after getting it. So the, he set the bar pretty high. I'm like, if I get anything close to that. You're, you're set. Yeah, I mean... 
um, yeah, I'm, I'm really hopeful, but I'm cautiously optimistic because I also don't want to build it up too much and like be this thing. So what, but I did build it up a lot because I put it out there and I let my friends come together to help mm-hmm. me raise the money. And it was a pretty, it's okay co- though. You know that, right? It's cool to ask for help. Like it's okay. I know that in the words that you're saying, yes. but it's difficult for me in as like a person to actually allow that to on multiple levels. I'm like a person that doesn't like to ask for help, but yeah. on top of it, when it comes like like I said, I was like it's exposing a huge my, probably my biggest secret is yeah. that I am super sick and need help, but I do a good job of hiding it. Did you was there any point of you that thought like maybe you were thinking it was like a weakness? Of course. I, that's another that I, I don't want to be labeled like Crohn's is considered a disability right yeah. so I don't want like want to be labeled as that so that's a hard you yeah. know um, and that's what, but I mean I don't if when it came to somebody else in my position mm-hmm. I have so much empathy and like understanding yeah but when it comes to me it's like it's a double-edged sword in the sense that I think that part of that drive is what saved me as well but mm-hmm. it's also a hindrance with some things because it's too like it's trying like, to do it all and like yeah. and and trying to be a hero really but um, you do that with your businesses too like you're very um like you said like all your stuff's made in house the way that you run your company the way that you have your community and your in your guys and how you how you are you kind of have that all-encompassing you know, when you're part of, when when one of your friends or one of your employees is a part of your life, like they're a part of your life. Like you you kind of do a similar thing that I do. You bring the people you really want with you in, in as many different ways around you as you can and involve them in so many different things. So you have a tight-knit group of people and I can understand why you didn't want to feel or have that perception of being weak or because people see you as almost like, you're the nucleus of lords. You're that guy that does everything, that can handle everything, that's this big, tough-looking guy. You know, and I can understand that. But I, I felt such respect for you when I saw that event um, because I think there's this, always this perception of, especially for men that look like you, big bearded tall guys with tattoos and bikers and all this, and that there's this perception that these guys are like, you know, numb to everything or impervious to everything and they're like these big tough guys they don't feel anything but it's always you guys that are the softest ones I find and the ones that are the ones that'll give you the shirt off their back but they're they're never going to ask for help and I'm glad that somebody like you has been willing to kind of come out and like ask for help because it almost gives people that look like you permission for lack of a better example to be like hey it's okay like you can you can be a certain person you can still ask for help i think that's important for people to to see Mm -hmm. um i couldn't have done it without a lot of people pushing me to do it i kind of it it will i was open like i was open to the idea at first and then once it became like my family found out about it and stuff like that like it was they pushed it over the edge and like uh my friend brie like built uh, the gofundme and Mm -hmm. it was a exercise in humility and vulnerability for sure that was why i chose to do it um uh i think it's important to challenge yourself in places like that if you are looking for growth mm-hmm. um and no growth comes without pain this is uh, true so um yeah it, it but it, it was extremely difficult for me like i don't 
particularly like the spotlight or, or like one being in a position of vulnerability asking for help and then two being the center of like that like an event and mm-hmm. this and that and and uh having other people out there advocating but it was like so amazing to see my friends come together and feel like like and i felt i, I had a point where i was like ah now i'm in, i'm indebted to everybody no like I'm, i know well I, I, that's what everybody said but i'm like <laughs> but i had that i had that feeling feeling of like yeah. you know like i let people help me now i'm indebted to everyone and like but that was an exercise or that that was a a takeaway that i got from that experience is that people like to give and help and allowing because i like to do like i really enjoy that but i mm-hmm. i'm really i've always had an issue around accepting gifts accepting mm-hmm. compliments accepting praise like uh, it, it's always been a uncomfortable experience so that's why again i push myself to do this because mm-hmm. it was super uncomfortable that's good, um, but yeah i mean but, but it was all about reframing because for me it's like if i if i be if i execute the way i want it to be and be, be it becomes a successful story that it can give somebody else the opportunity to mm-hmm. skip to skip some of the suffering that i went through for 20 years you know that's kind of like would be an ideal um, byproduct would be helping oh yeah people that were maybe me 10 years ago or 20 years ago so that they don't have to go through as long as i did before they find this particular treatment and again why it's not readily available in Canada or in the States is because in my opinion that too many people are going to lose too much money on pharmaceuticals yes. and other procedures that mm-hmm. this is why it's in stage, stage four testing for years. It's not going to move. Well, but also you have, you have the idealists who are religious and are like, yeah, you know, it, you're, fucking with, you're fucking with God and you're, you yeah. know, you're doing all this and that and that. But I mean, we saved, I don't know about you, but we saved stem cells when Jack was born and cord blood because if he ever got leukemia, God forbid, or something, we have them readily available. They're his body. Yeah, that's the most ideal thing. Well, exactly. So if you can be given something that is going to, hasn't harmed anybody and it's Mm. going to do nothing but help you and and be a benefit to somebody, I don't see why that should be something that we can't have in the United States and of all places in the world to to not have like open discussion about healthcare, like the United States, you would think you shouldn't have to fly to Panama. You mm. just, you just shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. That's ridiculous. But then if you, for me, if you think of why you have to, it begins back to the business side of, of it course. is that that technology or that science is going to eliminate Too much revenue, money. revenue streams for yeah big corp. Big pharma. So yeah. So, um, but uh, yes, yeah, so back to, that was my my long-term goal was to potentially start a foundation mm-hmm. that has a similar model of bringing the community together around events and having that charity aspect to because I, with with lords i always there was always that aspiration to tie in charities and i've worked with you know bikers for autism and and a few yeah, a few other that. that we but again back to trying to be more honest about who I am is like I was ignoring a whole community that I'm so attached to and yeah. I'm really relative and I should be building awareness around and giving back to mm-hmm. but because I was trying to hide it and yep. had the shame around it of like really owning what I was perceiving as a, as a weakness or a disability mm-hmm. 
feels good to like let go of that and like embrace that community yeah. and be more authentic <laughs> around more my actual yeah around my actual lifestyle and and so my goal is to build some cool vehicles and motorcycles and then be able to raise money with them to so send cool. send other people with Crohn's. IBD to to get that treatment is there an age I don't I don't know about this is there an age uh limit or restriction for getting stem cells I don't know that I wonder I'm curious because I mean doing the doing what you want to do creating a foundation my god I can see that being incredibly successful you have enough people around you that would want to want to help and I know we had talked briefly when we were doing a photo shoot a long time ago you're like it'd be really cool to do something and you mentioned it to me but you never mentioned anything else you just said, I would love to do something with you, but can we donate the proceeds to like a Crohn's charity? And I remember looking at you going like, okay, you're cool, man, whatever, wherever you want the money to go, man. But mm. you never let on about it. Yeah, because I, again, I, again. I, I just uh, was not comfortable talking about it. Yeah. And um, there's a few other reasons with it. Like I, 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 one of the first products that we had was a, as a onyx bracelet mm -hmm. um, that the uh, partial proceeds were going towards Crohn's and I had some experiences around that that I kind of stepped away from but I wanted to pursue yeah it, like I, I that that definitely would have been part of the conversation because I've always mm -hmm. had that in the back of my mind that I knew I needed to do this yeah and like be more proactive in that community mm -hmm. and uh it was just a battle because I didn't want to actually truly own it. I'm glad that you have, though, because I think it's brought a side to the public. Like, whether you want to be a public figure or not, you have a you have a persona that people view of you and Lords, and like you said, how that is. And I think there is also that other side to you that you're you're almost doing. I would say your society in terms of the people you hang out with and the influence that you can have, you're almost doing that a disservice to not share your story because I think you're inspirational to that community in a big way and, and showing that, you know, you can proceed in a different avenue in a different way and it's okay to not, you know, it's okay to question Western medicine. It's okay to question uh, what you're being told and how you're being, you know, fed information when it comes to what you're eating or medication you're being put on. And it's okay to just question what they're saying to you. As mm. before, you know, people with Crohn's may not, and you know, even in your community may not have questioned it. Just been like, the doctor said I need to take this. This is what I'm supposed to take. And, you know, the ramifications down the road, we don't really know. It felt more of like an obligatory thing by the government, um, by their, their, you know, healthcare system saying you have to do this. You're giving them a voice in a different way. And whether you realize it or not, you are a harder looking dude. Tyler, I don't know if you looked in the mirror lately, but you're a harder looking dude. So... My, my face, your face bro. Not, naturally does that. It just, I don't have to do anything. It just, I know I, the, the, the face just does the, the hair. I know it's that you have a resting but, bitch face. Do I? Yeah. But like in a good way, like okay. in the way that I have it, where it's like, we're not actually horrible people. We just look angry. Really? Yeah. I could, I, well, again, I, I think that's linked to me, like managing pain i have to be a little bit anger angry to push through my pain it makes so much more sense now to me though now that i know this all about you yeah. like I, i'm looking back at like and it's make it makes way 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 more sense as to why you are the way you are things that you do like it makes so much more sense and it's like you almost 
I'm, I'm so glad you came out with it though because I feel like as, as hard as that was for you, I feel like you're going to get nothing but like love like tenfold. Oh, it already has been. Yeah, for sure. You know sure. what I mean? And again, I was afraid of that too though. I, mm-hmm. I, that, that, atten- that, uh, that attention for me has always been... Difficult. Or is it scary? Um, yeah. I mean, I know that, and I think that a lot of people come to the conclusion that success and depending on your your history can be more scary than failure. Uh-huh. And that's why a lot of people sabotage their own success because they're more afraid of that than mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I definitely had to do work around that, around being good enough for success or being deserving enough of it or mm-hmm. that was the same thing as like what I, I had to go through with this like whether I was deserving enough for my community to, to raise money and take that as a gift to go and get healthy yeah but I mean I love dogs <laughs> but people do that for their dogs all the time I know but yeah I felt I felt like am I good enough <laughs> like That's... do I deserve do like <sighs> And, and and that's sad. I'm sad that I'm sad that you ever felt that way. I'm glad um, you don't now. And I, I kind of still do. I just have to oh, push. Oh come it's, on, man! Well, I don't. I mean, it's interesting when you talk about certain things. You think like people that do things all the time. Like, how can you still have fear yeah. fear around it? But it's like you talk to these people that do, and they're like, no, I still do. It's still back. They're just quiet. It's a bit quieter and it's more in the distance and yeah. I'm, I've got something in front of it. And it's, that's still kind of that experience. Like I still have that, that voice isn't dead, but it's just like, I'm just pushing through, pushing through it. Yeah. And, and out of desperation as well, like yeah, it, of around, survival. yeah. And, and also a big part of it is my daughter. Like I, I don't think I could have made any of these um, decisions if it didn't come down to like wanting to take care of her. Well, of course. And I, I, I'm glad you brought her up because I know being ill and having a child and that burden of not being able to do what you need to do for them. Like I've felt that before and I, I can't imagine how that must feel having a lifelong um, physical ailment that is so detrimental and just like damaging and then having her having to watch that. But what I think she's going to take away from this is that like she's going to be so much stronger growing up because she's seen that, you know, you're, you know, the strongest person in her life the guy that she looks up to, that man that protects her, even he can be vulnerable and ask for help and it's okay. So mm-hmm. you're showing her that no matter what she goes through, that it's okay as long as you voice what you're going through and ask for help, people can be there for you. It's when mm-hmm. you, 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 you hide inside and you don't ask for help and you don't let others in and you don't share, that's when things can go and get worse and worse and worse. So for her, I think you doing this, you gave her a gift really of showing her what it means to be brave and to be honest and to be in that position where it's okay to be scared, but you, you can still push forward with it. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to mm-hmm. help her a lot too. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's been, it. it's been difficult for sure around how much to tell her. Cause I don't yeah. want to like scare her instill either. her the, uh, yeah, any fear mm-hmm. or also I noticed that a point when, she started saying stuff around her having stomach aches when she didn't want to do 
something. Oh, so okay. she picked up on like, but I, I think that in her maybe in her mind I didn't want to do things, so I'm saying I had a stomach ache. Because she, she, she can't see, she doesn't know. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like she, I think her experience would be that maybe that was a way to get out of doing things. Yeah. So we, I, I had to like, I still do like balance how much mm-hmm. I I speak to her about it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be as open as I can without creating fear, fear or m- tools from manip- manipulation. And yeah, then also, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But also, also like I, one of my biggest fears would be that she would, have like develop it Crohn's? yeah yeah like yeah. have or any type of like issue with that issue yeah. around that you know so um i want her to i want to actually know the truth i want her to be able to tell me like if she actually is having pains okay and stuff like yeah. that versus yeah. um i don't want to do this i don't want to do this so i have a tummy ache um <laughs> smart little girls man they t- oh, <laughs> oh my oh, god yeah. well that's the whole thing of like them saying that uh little girls get their dads wrapped around their fingers oh so easily like even even my son he he could at this point in time like i've I've kind of got a i think i've got a better handle on it now but i'm not wrapped around his finger but oh man he can watch him you can see him manipulating a situation you're like i'm visibly seeing you do it like don't do that don't but they're kids they're little they they're trying stuff out too right and then it's up to you to correct that right yeah, for sure. It's it's interesting situation with tiny little humans when you're ill or where you're having um, something like that, like uh, an invisible injury or yeah, an invisible it's been issue. The, the most challenging by far, like that I've had, you know, like, and that's a big part of why I was able to, like I said, push myself to be vulnerable enough mm-hmm. to do this because I want to give that gift to her because I don't want to have to say like, daddy can't do something because yeah. I'm not feeling well anymore Mm -hmm. you know like and I also don't want her to grow up having that experience with me as a father yes so yeah I mean like she's given me a lot of strength to push through these things that I probably wouldn't have been able to do for myself I think is what I was trying to say is like I've um I have that personality I I I learned to that there's I think there's four types of personalities Mm -hmm. um and my type is that I, I need to be accountable to someone else to give me that push. Okay. So say so it's like go to the gym. Like I, it, it's, I think it's back to self worth in a lot of ways. Like to be able to go to the gym on your own and like put like give that to yourself. Yeah. Like I need that some time. Pe- yeah. Some people like I think myself need someone to be accountable to. To like I won't let that other person down by not showing up to the gym. But like I won't show up for myself all the time. Wow. Okay, you're. I just. I. I feel like I'm in a mirror. It's creeping me out. <laughs> but freaking I, but I me out, man. That, I think that that's if if uh, a lot of people have like that's the thing. Oh, yeah. is like We but we mask it with like overcompensating, um, and uh, that's something that I learned through my healing process of, of uh, where you have trauma in your story a lot of times you develop like a what's called a strong suit to to mask that and it's a lot of times what makes people successful but when Mm -hmm. you break it down it's also what holds them back from like the next level of emotional happiness Mm because they are overcompensating to Mm -hmm. to protect something um and uh it's a 
interesting balance because it's hard to let go of those tools because they become tools. Mm-hmm. Like you, mm-hmm. like I said, m- the anger and the the resting bitch face is has been a by bipro- a, a tool that I've used to be able to push myself to yeah. do some things that people see as successful but it's 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 but what is success right is it you know to people that there's that that's such perception. a silly yeah. but i mean perceived success is things of and course status. Stuff. <laughs> um yeah but i think we're all learning is that that's actually health is the greatest form of wealth yeah and because uh, you can't buy that for the most part for a lot of people you can't buy health and that's what people want well, it should be free, though, right? We should have the ability to and yes. be taught in school, like, you know, more fundamental yes. things around health and healing and emotion, maturity. Like, yeah, these are all things that we have to learn through trauma. Well, we in a lot of ways. we talk. I was talking to some people about that recently about um about that in uh, the one thing that they you know we we kind of talked about is like things the things that are taught in school aren't the things that are useful, like, you know, how to handle uh, um, situations in terms of, like, conflict theory and, like, uh, different types of ways of, you know, discussion and just, like, having that openness and that willingness to be like, well, you know, somebody can say, like, fuck you, but it's like, but, like, why did you say fuck you? But, like, why do you feel that way? It's like, well, tell that person. It's like, you know, techniques and ways and tools to handle emotional stress and all that like we're not taught like useful things no. we're taught book things and, and unfortunately <laughs> i think that's a whole can of worms that i i'm we should get into another time um i i just uh, you know i i'm really uh you know the admiration i have for the the strength that it took for you know to go out and you know ask for help but like do what you need to do so that you could be that person for your daughter and be that person for your community and that willingness because you have that um you have that thing you have that thing that people pay attention to when somebody walks in a room you have that and um I don't know if that's because of which we didn't even get into but I totally am gonna have you on again because I got like 900 things to ask you but between your acting and all of that it's like you have this really great you know persona that people pay attention to and so for someone to use it in a way that's going to benefit others completely selflessly um, while, you know, being vulnerable and opening up. I think I think that's why people are driven to you, though, Tyler. I think you you exude that, and it makes people want to be better when they're around you. And I think I'm stoked that you're going to be getting healthy. And if this does work, I can see you just... When? When? Let's say... Yeah, let's sorry. Say, wait, no, wait, you wait. sound like me. I know. <laughs> you know what? I say that, too, because I'm like, you know, it's when this happens, not if. It's when. So when this works and when you're feeling better and when you get back from Panama, I want to have you on again. I want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And I, and I want to talk to you about the rest of your life because I think you've got so much to give and I know people are going to be super stoked to yeah. hear about what happens to you and how this trip goes and, and what you experience. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a big part of what I want to do is document it and talk about it because oh are you going to do that I want yeah I mean as much as you can as much as I can um, but maybe not maybe not the first time with me because like I said my Mm -hmm. intentions are to go back with other people um, that's incredible to be able to help them so uh, but I want to you know like that that's been again the driving force of like I it's I don't. I don't know. I think I've been pretty good at talking today, but I'm not. Yeah, you're pe- killing pe- it. People would describe me as someone as a man of few words. Like I don't 
like a lot of times share or talk a lot. I know. So <laughs> I know, I know. You're blowing my mind, man. Yeah, but it's it's. I'm like super stoked about it. Yeah, which the, you the, getting <laughs> healthy because it's turning you into this like advocate that's gonna be, it's gonna be life changing for the amount of people's like this your story, what you've been through, and then finding the answers. I don't even think you realize the amount of lives it's going to change. Like your impact of you just taking the initiative to put yourself out there. I think that I, you're right. I don't realize how much it's going to be, but I saw it and that's what I had to pursue that. Yeah. You know, like I, 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 uh, I saw that it could help and that, that was, that was something that uh, I felt was a duty at that point to serve. That's what I mean. It's 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 serving in so many different ways. All these people I've been had the you know privilege of chatting with. They, everybody seems to serve. They all have something in common. They all serve in a different way. You know, mm-hmm. they serve their community this way. They serve in the military this way. They serve um, in the healthcare system this way. They serve as educational and you know people who are willing to open up and be honest about things in this way. And you're doing that in, in multifaceted um, ways. And I think that's that's incredible. And um, you know, Lords has always been um, a place that I've loved talking about, a place that I've done photo shoots. You guys are a part of the fabric of my company um, since the very beginning. And you guys have, you know, I've I felt when I first met you and I first met people in your circle, you know, I, I was like, this is where I want. You helped to define how I wanted to show the world what my product was and that was being in your environment and you and you made me feel like I could my brand could be as badass as I wanted it to be because people like you were willing to put it on you and Mm -hmm. I'm like if it's good enough for him then it's good enough for all these other cool people I want to wear so you've always given that um you know that uh positivity to me without even realizing it and I'm I'm just, I'm really glad to hear that you're going to be getting well and that you're going to be feeling better and that when all this is over, I get to hear this whole story again. Yeah. Again, I'm just, I'm super stoked for you, Tyler. Thank you. No, thank you. Um, uh, well, no, thanks for having me. And, and uh, again, this is a something I was telling you about that I, I wanted to do around. It's a challenge for me, though, too, yeah. of, of, of opening up and, and talking honestly. So thanks for having me and thanks for allowing me the experience to yeah, man. exercise Always. that demon. <laughs> exercise the demon anytime you want. You come here and we'll just sit and chat for hours because literally the only reason I have to like stop this now is because I have to go get my human. But like I I can't wait to have you back on and uh, when you get back and you're feeling better and um, dude, we'll just talk, man. This feels, this is great. Yeah, no. This is everything I ever wanted. Sweet. Thank you, dude. No, thank you. Thanks, guys. Talk <laughs> with you later. At the end of every episode of the Brass and Unity podcast, I will be featuring a incredible charity that is actually doing the hard work uh, that I am trying to fund so much so. So at this episode of the podcast, I am going to talk about Honor House briefly. It's in British Columbia, Canada, and it is a home away from home and a place of recovery for those in the Canadian Armed Forces, emergency service personnel, and vets and their families. If you are looking for somewhere to donate or place any of your money, Honor House is the perfect place for it. Do yourself a favor, take a look at honorhouse.ca and we'll see you all at the next episode.